Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Always means a lot that you take the time to tune in. Hope you're still hanging in there. I know things are getting tough with the Orioles. Oh, well, look, you know, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It's getting better year after year with the rebuild. You know, I mean, look, they're going into May. They were actually playing for a record above 500. And things are going to things are going to work out. It's going to be all right. But I know it's tough. Right, uh, Orioles right now, 16 and 23. They're the only team in the division that has a losing record. I mean, look at this. Yeah, next in line: Tampa Bay, twenty-two and nineteen; Toronto, twenty-one and seventeen; uh, Yankees, twenty-two and seventeen; Boston, of course, twenty-five and sixteen. They all have uh, winning streaks. I think the lowest one with well, there's Toronto. They just won one uh, tonight. But Baltimore, four-game losing streak. It's tough right now. And these Orioles lose these damn games that they should finish. Like I said about a week ago, they were working for a record above 500. They go to the West Coast, and they take care of business. Now, I know after winning two out of three against Seattle and Oakland, and Seattle's no team to laugh at right now. I know they shit the bed with Boston, but hell, man, going into May baseball with uh, games meaning something to try to work your way up to the top of the division, you weren't laughing when you were saying the Orioles could actually be leading the division before they played Boston. So it's frustrating right now. And I know they were probably not going to have a winning record going in October playing for the wild card game, but you just never know. It's sports. Who knows what's going to happen? It's tough watching a team rebuilding, having to play teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rays 19 times each season, the beast of the East. I mean, it's tough. But lately, watching these highlights showing Grayson Rodriguez, Adley, Gunnar Henderson, Kerstegg, Westberg, give it gives me hope, I guess, you know? I mean, this team will look night and day by late season in 2022. I think it's going to be okay. We're going to be all right. And I've never watched so many minor league highlights and going to the website and the Keys and Norfolk and Bowie and watching all these, <laughs> these texts that get sent to me of the uh, home run highlights of Adley. And the uh, pitching of D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, you know, it's going to be all right. I think we will be okay for now. Just hang in there. But I I, I always keep saying, and everybody else keeps saying it, we're going to get through this. So hang in there. But, uh, again, hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Get involved on Twitter at fullcountchaos. I had an email, (laughs) received an email this week. Somebody who sent me, uh, wanted to share their experience of when they watched John Means throw the no-hitter. And 
I talked about, I mean, I talk about all the time being superstitious, watching sports. I'm, I'm big time. So I do some goofy ass shit while I'm watching games. But I guess this gentleman, Kurt, wanted to share uh, his experience when he was watching it by himself. And I don't know if shit, I don't know if it's Tourette's or superstition. I don't know. So I'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> so again, hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. And by the way, I wanted to mention, I will be giving away tickets again this season. I think late July or August is when the game will be. Uh, I have some hookups, friends, family who care. know I'm doing a podcast. I get hooked up and some good seats. So I'll be talking about that later. And I think I'm just going to do what I did last time. If you're interested, just in one of the episodes that I bring it up, just shoot me an email. Yeah, I'm interested. You know, I'm not going to post it on anywhere on Twitter or Instagram, anywhere like that. Just if you tune in and you listen, you're a fan of the show. There you go. Um, so I'll be getting more of that, letting you know, giving away some tickets. Shit, I don't know, by <laughs> July or August, some of them going to be able to give them away. But who knows? I mean, shit, if, if we see some, uh, if we see old Adley walking on the field, people might want to take a gander at the Orioles in August. Uh, also, I, I finally found a decent site to order shirts. So I'll try to give away some uh, Full Count Chaos shirts and you know, I'm not going to do anything like uh, a contest. If you want a fucking shirt, just email me. Yeah, I'd love a full count chaos shirt. Uh, there you go. Also, uh, always like uh, giving you guys a heads up. Some fun shit to watch out there. I started watching The Outsider. It's an HBO show. I think it came out last year. My wife and I binged it in like four days. Uh, I'm not a big Stephen King fan at all. Uh, the Shining, okay, was all right. Uh, it, yeah, that was pretty good. The movie, uh, the remake, or uh, what they about... Back in 2017, the first it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The second one, boy, they shit the bed. That was awful. Um, and I, I read some other Stephen King books. Okay, he just the guy was nuts. He even admitted back in the day he took too many drugs. So some of the I'm just not a sci-fi guy. But I gave this a chance. The Outsider, I enjoyed it. So I think you might as well give give it a uh, give it a shot. And I completely forgot. I looked at my list. I've had some uh, good suggestions over the past couple of years on the show of, of shows I should watch. And I completely forgot about The Last Kingdom. And a couple people have suggested that to me. I even remember getting an email from Craig. Uh, and, and he was very convincing on how good that show is. So I And I even think when I read the email, I'm like, I'm going to check it out this week, Craig, and get back to you. So I, I'm sorry. I messed up on that. Got distracted. I, I, I don't know. But I, I have I. I will take the time to watch that soon and, uh, you know, let you know how that is. So I was going back on my list of things to watch. I'm like, The Last Kingdom. I completely forgot about that. And also, I think next week, uh, a few of us, we're going to go to the movies, see uh, The Quiet Place 2. I loved the first one. So we're going to check it out. And a lot of people, you know, nervous about going to the theaters. I was for the longest time for obvious reasons. My wife and I, we got our second shot like a month ago, so we're good to go. Still going to be cautious, but we're going to head to the movies. You know, are you one of them? Or are you like, hell no, this shit's still out there. I don't want to get in a, a, a stuffy room full of people coughing and eating. Screw that. But I don't know. I think we're going to give it a shot because we are uh, we are people who like going to the movies. I think, I don't know if it's a dying breed going to the movie theater, but we like it. We like to stuff our face in that god-awful popcorn and the jug of soda. And then you have gas for the next week and a half. <laughs> Love it. 
So anyway, oh, by the way, <laughs> somebody sent to me earlier, uh, did you see that Padres fan lay out that Rockies fan? Holy shit. Knocked him out. Because when he hit the guy, his knees buckled and down he went. And that is exactly why I've talked about on here before. I don't talk shit at any sporting events. You know, people drinking all day. You don't know what kind of nutbag you're talking to. And, and I'm just too old for that shit anyway. I mean, the last fight I got in, I broke my thumb when I punched him. I don't need that shit anymore. But this guy walked right up to him. And I don't know the story behind it. I mean, there's probably not much story to it. They, they Those two are just talking shit to each other. And the Padres fan walked right up to him and was convinced before he even started walking up he was going to punch him. It wasn't anything like he walked up to him, got in his face, started talking shit. People were holding him back, and then he swung. He walked up, bam, hit the ground, done. <laughs> Padres fan just kind of walked away and was like, all right, see you later. So that was pretty brutal. <laughs> if you get a chance, you know, I, I look, I don't like violence. I don't like seeing anyone getting hurt. But look, the video's out there, so take a look. You know, I don't, I don't know. Some people like enjoying watching people get hit. I, it, it sounds terrible. Nobody wants anybody to be hurt, but <laughs> I don't, you know, I was watching that. I'm like, it was one of those videos that you watch and say out loud, damn, like Friday, you know, that movie scene. You got knocked the fuck out. But anyway, want to get to the email, obviously bringing up some Orioles. Uh, rough weekend so far with the Yankees. I mean, <sighs> I don't know. Look, I mean, they're giving the Yankees some trouble, and, and it looks like year after year, the Orioles are, are slowly coming around with trying to keep up with these guys. Like I said, even though the Orioles uh, right now are 16-23, and 23, they're eight games back from first place. They're only like five games back from Tampa Bay, who have a winning record. I mean, look, they're still in the mix. Anything could happen. <laughs> Just got to keep rooting for them, you know? Uh, but anyway, real quick, the uh, network... I work with doing the uh, podcast on Sports Drink. Their uh, website's coming out June 1st. They have a lot of podcasts on there. Sports, not sports, a lot of entertaining shit on there. Check it out. Uh, Coming June 1st, it says your digital watering hole for podcast sports and not sports. But they have a new podcast on there. Uh, Take Line, it's a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery, that's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pod. So check it out, Take Line. Also, mention this to you, and I've had a lot of people tell me they downloaded Locker Room app, and it's a good shit. It's a real deal. They're glad that I brought it to their attention. Live audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download. Audio-only social media platform for sport fans, all right? You can talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app. Again, it's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league. That's it. Locker Room app. I'm telling you, it's the real deal. All right, so us Oriole fans, we got a real treat this weekend. Got to see the Yankees come into town, and Orioles are not good playing at Camden Yards. And what a beautiful weekend to go watch some baseball. 
You know, it's just one of those days where you walk outside and you say, holy shit, I belong in Camden Yards today. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I got to get my ass over to Camden Yards. I got my second shot. It's been a couple weeks. No more excuses. I got to get over there. Watch them O's. Root them on. But... Of course, we got to see Aaron Judge has six home runs in seven games against the Orioles this season. I mean, the big oaf is on fire. Seven foot six, 480 pounds. I mean, you can't really pitch around. Well, I guess you can pitch around him, but how big he is and his reach, in order to pitch around him, you got to basically throw him to the dugout. And you know, any mistake, I mean, the guy's on fire. When he came into the league, yeah, he had problems striking out. Everybody thought, oh, he's a bust. He doesn't know how to hit fastballs up upstairs and whatever he's obviously proven everybody wrong or basically just working on what wasn't working when he came into the league and you know right now he just seems unstoppable and whoever runs the MLB account on Twitter has a freaking orgasm every damn time judge hits a home run or anyone on the Yankees that person who runs the Twitter account must be a Yankees fan no doubt about it And then when the Orioles, who are playing the Yankees that same night, hits a home run, nothing. And I know I talked about last week about how the Orioles fans sometimes think their players aren't getting talked talked about enough in the media. But I'm telling you, that MLB Twitter account, and I know because I follow them, I see it. My God, it's like every time the Yankees hit a home run, especially Judge, it's like they're... They post the video so they can masturbate to it for the next six hours. It's asinine. It's like when the Yankees aren't playing, it's like it's like two tweets in a day. <laughs> and it's about how they can't wait to see the Yankees play the next day. But anyway, Friday night was tough to watch. Seeing that loss with the uh, Orioles losing 6-5. to five, They're up 4-2 to two late innings. I'm not sure which stung more. Tuesday night's loss against the Mets when the Orioles were up 2 to nothing. And they blew it in the ninth, or you know, Friday's loss against the Yankees. I, they, they all they all sting, but Friday, Kramer five five innings pitch, four Ks, two home runs, both by Judge, of course. And again, MLB Twitter just going haywire, just going nuts. Couldn't get enough of all rise bullshit tweets over and over. And I swear they retweet their own tweet over and over. Especially when it's Aaron Judge. They just can't get enough of it. But I was okay with Hyde pulling uh, uh, Kramer after the fifth inning. And a lot of fans were upset because the only two runs that he gave up were the home runs from Judge. But his last two outings, and they are also are keeping an eye on his um, uh, pitch count through the season. His last two outings against the Yankees combined nine runs. 15 hits and seven innings pitch combined the last two times he saw the Yankees. So Hyde was probably like, all right, you know, we we appreciate what you did. Two-run game. Let's let the bullpen come in, take care of business. The bullpen's been okay lately. Oh, boy. And, and we all knew what was going to happen. I remember when that inning started. I, it was the seventh inning. I'm like, all the Yankees need to do is get two guys on. That's all they want. And then they did it. And as soon as they got two runners on, I knew it. We all knew it. We all knew what was coming. 
And then fucking Gio Urshela comes off the bench to pinch hit. How many times do we hear that? He was supposed to be out with a, a knee injury or he wasn't feeling well or he had the flu. And look who's coming off the bat. The Yankee announcers were probably like, whoa, what is this? Look at this. Gio's coming up. We didn't think he was going to be playing. <laughs> then Lakin floated a curve that never dropped. Boom, there you go. Poor Cedric. <laughs> Cedric climbed the wall. It's 20 rows back. God love him. <laughs> Whatever. He's he's trying. You know, he didn't want that to happen as much as any anybody else wanted it to happen, being an Orioles fan, watching it, being on that field. And I think I saw one of the worst sends ever watching baseball by a third base coach, Tony uh, Mancellino. I think I'm pronouncing that right off the top of my head. He sent Valeka. I don't know why that that play made it four to two. Obviously, if he would have scored it would have been five to two, sure that would have been nice. But Sanchez had the ball in his glove before or not was it San I don't think Sanchez was catching that night. Uh, no, Sanchez was designated here. It was Kyle Higashioka. Holy shit, man. He had it in his glove. The ball was almost in his glove. And he's waving him around to go home. And after the play, after he got tagged out, they showed the uh, camera in the dugout. And Hyde was barking out on the field. I don't know if he was barking at the umps. I mean, he just kind of, his face was red. He was standing on the stairs and he yelled out a couple things and walked away. I don't think he was yelling at any of his players or the, I think he was, I think he was yelling at old Tony, like, what the hell were you doing sending him on that play? And I don't know if old Tony was looking at the lineup and he's like, well, you know, Mountcastle's coming up. He's, he's, he's not doing too well. He's in a slump. I don't know. Would have been second and third. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. Mountcastle second and third, a base hit. Made it 6-2. to two. Oh, it was up by four. And, you know, with the Orioles, they have the worst home record in the Major League Baseball. 5-16. and 16. But on the road, even after their two losses to the Mets earlier that week, they were still 11-8 and eight on the road. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, <laughs> so that, that one stung. And, of course, Saturday. I, I want to get to this email Real quick, obviously get back to uh, you know what, what's happening here with the Orioles, but obviously John Means pitched a no-hitter. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. John Means threw a no-hitter like a week ago. If you missed it, you know, head on YouTube. I'm sure you see it. A lot of people missed it, you know. They didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> but Kurt, again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Kurt is a listener to the show. He's a huge Orioles fan. Uh, I like where he put, I, anytime you email, I'd like to know where you're emailing from. He says, Kurt from Hagerstown. Um, he writes in, wanted to tell his experience of watching the John Means no-hitter. He says, hey, Nate, watched every pitch of every inning that game. Says, I too am superstitious, but I have more of a nervous, loud tick that would be embarrassing if I was watching the game out in public. Says, during the seventh inning, I started yelling, no-hitter! After every pitch by John Means. <laughs> Says the closer the no-hitter was, the louder I got. By the last out of the ninth inning, I was almost screaming, no-hitter, after every single pitch. He says, I live by myself, but my dog ran and hid in the kitchen, thinking I was yelling at him for being a bad dog. I was so honored to be able to watch Means 
throw a no-hitter. That's from Kurt from Hagerstown. Kurt, appreciate it. That's what I said. I'm like, I don't know if this is a tick, Tourette, superstition. I don't know. I mean, probably all the above, right? Sounds like you have a mild case of Tourette's. Your neighbors. I mean, I don't know if you live in a, a home or apartment condo, but if your neighbors could hear you, they must have been like, what the hell is Kurt doing over there? No, Kelly Clarkson. But most people, look, if they heard you screaming no hitter, you know, it's in Baltimore, Hagerstown, Maryland, a lot of Oriole fans out there. They probably knew, all right. This guy's a little superstitious, has some Tourette's going on, and uh, he wants John Means to throw that no-hitter. <laughs> Just picturing you sitting on the couch, screaming at the TV, no-hitter, after every pitch. Hey, you live by yourself. Your poor dog I feel bad for, but you know there's people watching sports, doing crazy shit that they're married. You know their wife, their wives are probably just like, what the fuck did I get myself involved in? But everyone has their odd tics and superstitions. Hell, my wife, all right, th- I'm, I'm starting to think that my wife is going to have to watch every single game, every single pitch. When my wife watches, they win. When she leaves the room, something happens. When she stops watching, they shit the bed. Friday night, she was watching all night with me, winning 4-2. to two. She gets up out of the room, does something. Two runners are on. She comes back. And then she's like, all right, well, I'm going to head upstairs. Boom, home run. She walks away. I mean, it's been like that all season. So I'm going to have to sit down and talk with my wife and say, you're going to have to watch every game with me. You understand that, right? So I think every time she – and when she watches, like I said, when she comes into the room, the Orioles will hit a two-run home run to take the lead, and then she watches it, and we win. It's amazing. I don't know what the hell's happening. But I'm not screaming at the TV. <laughs> no hitter. Oh, that's fantastic. Kurt, I appreciate you sharing that and writing into the show. Please continue to listen, and I'm glad you got to watch the John Means <laughs> no-hitter live. Oh, that's great. No-hitter! <laughs> that's a lot of, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't lose your voice. That's screaming a lot. That's hilarious. John Means, by the way, uh, comes out when, he, you know, everybody obviously was tuned in to watch him pitch. Uh, when he came out on Tuesday against the Mets, and it was ironic, his very first pitch, he gives up a hit. So, you know, hey, got it out of the way. Now you can relax and just focus on pitching. He pitched a great game. Six innings pitched, three strikeouts, six hits. Um, I, I hate the National League rules. I fucking hate it. They're awful. Just terrible. He probably could have continued to pitch. I mean, I know Haig was probably nervous from the – you know, his outing before, how many pitches and nine innings, and then he comes out, he probably could have pitched more. So who knows when Haig would have had to pitch him. But because of the fucking National League rules and pinch hitting and John Means batting and it's a close game, they had to take him out. Such shit. You know, National League, get your shit together. Get the designated hitter in there. Play like big boys and stop this bullshit with pitchers hitting. Nobody wants to watch that. I read a tweet the other day about John Means. Um, he's the third Oriole pitcher to post a 131 ERA or lower in a 12-start uh, span per stat head. Jim Palmer did it once in 1972. Hoyt Wilhelm did it four times within one 15-start stretch between 50 and 59. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, that was <laughs> – I said when I was talking to Matt, I hope that you know Means kind of just – I don't know, maybe shits the bed. Not shit the bed. But 
I, you know, just get the nerves out because after the no hitter and you know everyone's watching now, it's like, all right, he gave up his first hit. And I remember going, all right, I'm okay with that. So what? I mean, that would have been pretty cool seeing him go into the fifth inning again with no hits because you're like, holy shit, he might do it again. And uh, speaking of pitching, you see Chris Tillman trying to come back, 33 years old. I mean, how much money sport players make these days? Why not? If you think you still have it. He's apparently been working with Dave Wallace, his former pitching coach in Baltimore. Obviously, he hasn't pitched since 2018, but uh, go ahead, Chris. Tear it up. Tear it up. But anyway, if anyone else has a uh, fun experience that they when they were watching the John Means uh, no-hitter, let me hear it. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Anything you were doing, were you yelling like Kurt, screaming at the TV after every pitch? <laughs> Just doing something weird. Were you like me where you wouldn't leave your seat? You know, you almost put a diaper on so you didn't have to use the bathroom. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Lo- always love hearing from you guys. So, yeah, again, Saturday... I mean, look, playing the Yankees. After the first 12 pitches, I had that feeling in my gut knowing shit wasn't going to work out for them O's. Or maybe it was a shitty pork chop I ate 30 minutes earlier. But anyway, something in my gut told me this wasn't going to be a good night. And Jorge Lopez, I mean, he's a funny pitcher. He has some filthy stuff. I mean, he's got a 96, sometimes 97 fastball with great movement. Change up that drops off the table, too. If he had a third pitch that he could work on, oh, my God, he'd be a damn fine starter. But Nathan Ruiz tweeted out. It's a pretty crazy tweet. He has a 289 ERA, and this was before Saturday, by the way. He has a 289 ERA through four innings in the first seven starts. The fifth, <laughs> his ERA is 42.43 with 1.914 OPS allowed. That's crazy. Season high last week against Boston, five and a two-thirds inning. And Hyde even gave him props. He said he, uh, uh, Jorge, faced one of the best middle of the orders in the game. Three times, Boston, with how well they're hitting. And he did great. But then he comes in Saturday against the Yankees. Man, boy, did he shit all over that mound. Just completely shit the bed. 71 pitches and two innings. 71 pitches, two innings. End of the game with an ERA of 6.35, two innings pitched, six hits, five runs, four earned. And time... <laughs> I don't know why. I guess sometimes all I can do is laugh. I'm laughing. I'm getting ready to mention about Tyler Wells comes in. <laughs> Base is loaded, and then he balks. Come on in. Come home. I mean, it was just a, it was just a brutal game. Things just, you know, aren't working out. It's a long season, like I said. In the next couple months, we'll see some like Santander and some other players, Jones, Richie Martin, whoever, other pitchers, young pitchers coming up. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to see Adley, how soon, when, this year, what, what's going to happen with that. So things are going to be changing. For now, we just have to continue to cheer on them O's. And over the past few weeks, man, one of the many things I have noticed is Oriole fans We are unfortunately stuck watching the two worst catchers in baseball right now. It is brutal watching Pedro catch and Cisco try to bat. When I watch professional ball players play like that, it doesn't help when someone tries to remind me uh, they're going through a rebuild. I, I, I don't care. I mean, what I'm witnessing is awful. I mean, right now, two pass balls and 12 wild pitches for a chance, not chance, for a Pedro. 
14 times a damn ball has gotten by him. And I doubt 12 of them were the pitcher's fault. Chancisco batting 156 average, 386 OPS. Now, 63% of the time, runners caught stealing. Not too bad there. But watching him bat, oh, it's ter- it's awful. And he had a pass ball uh, Saturday night. But, hey, speaking of catchers, Adley Rushman right now. Uh, it's hitting 200, but he's got a double, two home runs, five RBIs, 818 OPS. And he frames pitches like they're just so smooth, beautiful. It's like watching an angel behind the plate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as I'm sitting here reading everything, there wasn't uh, one other thing I did want to remind you. Of course, you know, like I say, make, make some big money, folks. You know sports. You know how it's played. You know the rules. You know the players. You know the game. BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. All right, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online. Check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. I've told you guys, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. And also, the greatest stakes you're ever going to have. I'm telling you, KansasCitySteaks.com. I'm hooking you up. Get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. S is in steak. D is in Dan. That's a good steak. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks, flash frozen, delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. That's a hookup right there. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family, enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. And try their butter tender filet mignon, by the way. Oh, my God. Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Don't forget, 10% off your order, free shipping with code SD. Check them out, KansasCitySteaks.com. Now, wrapping this bad boy up, I am excited because I know Santander will be coming back soon, which will be interesting to see what Hyde does with DJ. And with Mountcastle having issues at the plate the last few games, 0 for 12 batting uh, his last 12 at bats, 2-12 last three games, 3Ks Friday night. I mean, he's hitting mistakes very, very far, but foul. And uh, he looked like he was heating up a little bit. You know, about a week ago, hit a home run last Monday. He's got such quick hands. But right now, he's just pressing, swinging at every ball thrown at him. He's swinging at balls that are a foot and a half out of the strike zone. I mean, I, look, I, I know he's just pressing, and the guy's good. I, he's going he's gonna to make adjustments, and I think he's going to be all right. But if he continues to struggle, I don't know. They might send him down for a little bit when Santander comes back and Stewart stays and left. I don't know. Hyde did say that he's not going to send him down, but... Ah, he just seems like he's uh, he's having a tough time. And also, Wednesday, I felt bad for Harvey, Matt Harvey. I mean, he comes in Wednesday to face his old team in front of his old fans. Uh, you know, he shits the bed. Four innings pitched, eight hits, seven earned runs. And it's tough sometimes trying to put on a display in front of your old team and old fans. And he said after the game, what the fans gave me out there was pretty incredible. I did see him. You know, looked like he was tearing up, but he said, I was holding back the tears. And he says, it's nothing I'll, I'll I'll never forget. It's something I'll never forget. But I remember watching, thinking, well, the Orioles fans were also holding back tears watching that pitching display. I'm not worried about Harvey. He'll be fine. But 
That game, runners in scoring position, we were 0 for 9, five hits. Two came from Mancini. Oh, it was tough, man. So, you know, (laughs) where the Orioles are at right now, hey, look, everybody in their division has a winning record except them for obvious reasons, but they're, they're still in it. They're eight games back. It's a long season. Santander's coming back. We're going to see some some players coming up. And we're going to continue to have fun watching the Orioles. I want to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up. Till next time. See you.